Welcome back to the Unscripted Startup Show. I'm your host, Cameron Stack, and today we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Today's topic is about 15 minutes of fame. Is it worth it? Is it not? This topic I've been thinking about a lot, but it came to mind when I was doing some computer work, and so I like to watch videos while working and doing projects and stuff. So I normally have gone through all the master classes and watched them, regardless if they're business or not. But I was watching MasterChef. Uh, I'm a pretty, oh, was a pretty big fan of the show. We have watched a couple seasons here and there, but nothing too much. And I was watching season five, and it made me realize that I should talk about this topic. So that's what we'll be talking about. Is 15 minutes of fame really worth it or not? But before we get into that, I have two exciting announcements. If you're not on our Discord channel, it's like the funner version of a Slack channel. You need to get on there ASAP. We keep the conversation going in between the episodes, as well as the members providing feedback for each other and feedback and suggestions on what I should do in the next episode and much more. So there'll be a link in the description down below. It's the first one, you can't miss it. Click that and join it, you won't regret it. The second announcement is I wanted to give a huge shout out to our anonymous benefactor. He went out of his way and he contributed to the show. A lot of people these days, they just talk a big game but no one walks the talk. And like I always say, talk is cheap but money is what speaks and actions are what speak. And this guy went out of his way to contribute to the show. And I really appreciate your support. You're awesome. I'm super grateful to all my listeners who have been listening and who keep coming back. And you don't, you don't have to donate to give back to the show. Just share it with a friend. Spend 30 seconds and put in an Apple review. Uh, anything helps the show, even feedback, even suggestions, even if you're like, I didn't really like that show, like honest feedback. There are so many people who are like, Hey, great show, but they've never even listened to you. Or there are a lot of people who want to come on your show, but like they've never even listened to one episode. And like, how, how do you know what the theme of our show is? If you haven't bothered to even see what we do. And this is a common problem for a lot of hosts is people just want to get on there, sling their book or their course, but they don't actually spend any time seeing what show or what content is regularly occurring on the podcast or on live stream or whatnot. So that's just something uh, I'm super grateful to all you guys and keep being awesome. Now to today's content. Chef, this is a chicken quiche with cremini mushrooms, baby spinach, and feta cheese. huge problem with this dish it's that you haven't made it for me sooner thank you chef because if you had drew then i would know how good you are at cooking food that's bad i'm sorry chef but when i say bad i mean michael jackson bad thank you chef you know how he looked really really bad at the end of his life chef i'm sorry i don't know if you like the dish or not you don't know if i like the dish or not well, let's put it this way. Pack your knives, get out, you're off the show. Sorry, Chef. Because you should be working in the finest restaurant in the world. Thank you, Chef. Just not any world that I live in. 
So I, th I thought that clip was pretty relevant to what we'll be talking about. I will be mainly focusing on research I've done through the MasterChef show and see how we're able to build upon that fame they got from the show. But this is applicable to all shows, The Bachelor, all the reality TV shows. Obviously, everyone knows that reality TV shows are way more scripted than action-based shows. And they always try to drum up the drama. If you didn't know that, sorry for shattering your world, but not everyone is that way. Even the Kardashians aren't that drama-packed. I'm sure they are, pretty much. And the editor doesn't need much help, but there's always some edit. And this comes in line with the survey that was done, and kids used to say they wanted to be an astronaut, now everyone wants to be a YouTuber. And I feel like some people want to give back, but a lot of people just want to be famous, and that's why I'm a little skeptical when everyone's like, I want to be a creator and blah, blah, blah. That's what we're going to be talking about. Is 15 minutes of fame really worth it or not? Uh, so with this show, I was watching season five, and after watching the show, a bit disappointed. They only kept the people in there to drum up the drama. Even if there was another person who cooked just as good or better, if they weren't creating drama in the house or in the kitchen, they got rid of them. And they kept doing this and it's just like and then i found out after watching it that the winner she she wrote a, a half done cookbook no one really liked it and then she went back to her a job doing sales and she was like oh cooking is gonna change my life and blah 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 i'm like kind of sad because you would have thought um she would have taken it further and they drum up mass how the best thing in the world and blah 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 you're cooking on biggest cooking competition in the world blah 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 and it's like she didn't monetize it she didn't capitalize on her people did probably find her to him not and then i went back and looked and there were some people there was this one guy who had he mixed up one of his dishes with someone else and they're like well you used her ingredients and not your own so you're cut from the show and he started a like hillbilly seasoning company and he was like not even top 10 and he started a company and so it looked like from season five a lot of the ones who were doing better and like actually made something from before the show to after the show were the ones who got cut earlier on all the ones in the top five every single one went back to their corporate job so I thought like what good is it honestly I would never want to be on a show like that just too much drama but so I thought maybe I could talk about this as a podcast so I did a little more digging and it looks like at least 50% of the contestants go back to their jobs at least then another 20 or 30 dabble in the food industry and then go back to their previous positions um, most of them are either private chefs on the weekend or have pop-up events but it's hard cooking the cooking industry is pretty competitive Competitive. I thought it was very intriguing and how the people you would think weren't as popular seem to do better So I looked on some of the other seasons and it looks like the people before season 5 They're still involved in the cooking space or a lot more of them are but after season 5 It seems like a lot more went back to their corporate positions and this was just a Let's get some attention. Let's be on build up my social media presence, you know kind of stuff like that I'm like is it really worth it then it really depends if you're an actor then you're getting on TV, so if you want to do cooking and you know you're actually going to do it as a career, probably a good opportunity. But then I was reading some stuff about the show and it kind of spoiled it. It takes like four months from the time you submit to be on the show, then like another three months before they start filming it. And you're basically waiting on pins and needles whether or not you're going to get in the show. And even if you do fly out Los Angeles when they invite you, you may cut after the first episode. So it's like... Is it really worth it? A lot of these people supposedly dropped out of college. I'm like, I'm not sure I would have done that. It's all about positioning yourself. If you're, if you know what you want, if you're the 
queen of cake and you start a cake company and you're just using this to get publicity, then it's a bit like the Shark Tank. It's just for, the but if you're confused and you're like, I just kind of want to do food like the winner. Um, but there are some exceptions to this. There was this one master chef on season two after falling ill seven years after her season, she was able to get $9,000 in funding on GoFundMe from her mainly her Taiwanese and Hong Kong fans. So there are fans and they obviously do contribute, but it's a niche area. There are, well, there are, there are really passionate people in any show or any environment, but not a ton. But obviously people are still watching the show and they're still watching the older season. Was able to raise $13,000. He was on season nine and he recently lost his job because of the whole COVID thing. And so he raised um, 13K on GoFundMe. So like there's ups and downs, but also that's a lot of time to be waiting three months. And then, so the people who seem to have done the best are the people who go from the start. They know they want to monetize it and they set up their socials. They have all that. People in season 10 were able to get anywhere from 5,000 to 60K and more followers on Instagram but it's really monetizing that and figuring out how you're going to be like one of them is called the plating queen and all she did was stylized plates. But this can be for any show. This could be the only person I can really think of that really stood the test of time and was able to capitalize on her media attention was bad babe, which Dr. Phil did her and everyone else a disservice by making her blow up with her catch me outside phrase and being just a, I wouldn't say she's that likable as a person, but she has been able to capitalize on that and build up a subscriber base of 7 million people on YouTube, get a record deal and do a bunch of hit singles. So, I mean, like, I bet Dr. Phil is just kicking himself that he ever did that because it didn't grow his show. It only grew her. And that's the thing is, yes, there were other people. There were exceptions to the rule, but most people fade into the background unless you're a part of a very tight-knit community who will focus on, on the fandom of certain characters from TV shows and stuff like that. No matter what TV show you look at, there's always going to be some hardcore fans, but most people don't hear of these people or they hear about them and then they fade into the bisque. So it's really about capitalizing on that. And what I said we we're going to talk about, is it worth it? For me, it's a lot of emotional drama, a lot of, lot of negativity that goes along with these reality t shows and took as much time as it takes to be an influencer, to be famous, to do this, as to just make money or to build a business. I swear you could have just as good of a business, if not better than focusing on being an influencer. It's kind of like why focus on getting free stuff as an influencer when you can focus on building a company and then you can give out that stuff. I'd rather pay influencers than be the influencer any day of the week. I mean, like smart because like these influencers, as time goes on, there's going to be more and more and more influencers with more options. So then you're not going to be as hot of a commodity as you. Obviously, there'll always be some rapper or some musician or some creator that everyone wants to do a brand deal with or do a collaboration. But all these YouTubers and TikTokers and stuff aren't going to be as high valued as time goes on and it becomes extremely saturated. Right now they have an advantage because people are just getting used to collaborations and brand deals. And But when every platform is saturated and everyone's trying to get brand deals and get free stuff, it's going to be like you can find a blonde with 100k subscribers any day of the week, you know? 
Uh, and so you really have to focus on, if you want to be a content creator, how are you going to give back? How are you going to stand out and not be like every other teenager who thinks they can sing or dance or is funny? You know, you got to differentiate yourself. So 15 minutes of fame only matters if you're able to capitalize on it and you know what you're going to do with it. So you know you're going to use it to launch you starting a business or to doing this. Because all the smart creators, they start a business. They know they're not going to make money forever creating stuff or doing brand deals. They start a business. or they. So if you don't know what exactly you're going to do, then I would just say focus on building a business then focusing on being popular. It's going to take so much time because there's so many other people who want to be popular, who want to get famous, and some of them have a lot better skills than you do or maybe are prettier, smarter. Just focus on what you're good at. Focus on something that is away from the crowd. Focus on something that's unique instead of trying to be another vanilla creator on a planet full of vanilla creators. That's my two cents. I hope it was not too harsh or um, crushing anyone's dreams there. I just think it's important to realize how are you actually going to do this when everyone else wants to be a creator and everyone else wants to be famous. Like I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's like, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're making money, kudos to you. Like creators, gamers, if you, if you're able to leverage it and make money, then kudos to you, but not everyone's going to be able to do it and create a, being a creator or being an influencer is getting way more back. So like, if you can make money selling toilet paper, do it, like do it. It's like, I would have no shame in running a toilet paper company. If I'm making money, I don't care what you think. I don't need to be famous. There are so many business people and so many rich individuals who no one knows about because they saw something unsexy like door hinges. Do what makes you happy and not what you think will make you happy or what will make your friends happy because it's not going to make you happy. I went down that road. I wanted everyone on my college campus to like me and to think I'm popular and to think I'm cool and to be in the in crowd. And I'm like, it did nothing for me. It didn't get me further advanced in my career. It didn't get me any money. It just a few high fives. I mean, that's so lame. It's like focus on what is going to propel you forward, not what is going to like leave you happy for five minutes. That's a problem we have in today's society as everyone wants the instant gratifications. No one's willing to work and willing to wait. If you have any thoughts about this episode or any other things, drop a comment on our discord platform. The link's down below. This episode and the whole unscripted startup show is brought to you with a collaboration from Stacked Audio. Stacked Audio helps you hit the ground running and launch your podcast, sharing your brand and connecting with your customers in a more effective way than presently available. If you're interested in learning how you can launch your very own podcast or advertise on others, feel free to reach out to us at hello at Stacked Audio. Have a great day and don't forget to live life 1% better each and every day. Until next time, I'm your host, Cameron Stagg.